We're here in Brampton at TY Daniel. We're here for the TELUS pitch competition, and Daniel Lewis is talking about Brampton. We really need to focus on things like entertainment, arts, um, and be that startup hub that I know we can be. And I believe that we're on our way. We just got to get there. And then there's that rare group of entrepreneurs that create new ideas, that put things in front of you you've never thought of before. And those are very, very rare. And until now, entrepreneurs are put into one kind of category, and they're people that want to start their own business. But that, those entrepreneurs have new ideas, and they put things in front of you, and they're trying to place the people that, uh, the, that we don't know yet. And they're putting something in front of you saying, you know, you haven't thought of this before, but you're going to love it. Um, and those entrepreneurs are the special entrepreneurs, and those are the entrepreneurs that we need to find discover and understand in this country. Because when they when they do a pitch, or uh, when you know when a business plan comes across your desk, you know, people draw from what their experiences are, what they know, and if they don't understand, that idea sometimes falls flat. Earlier you heard from the events that we were at today uh, in the city of Brampton to do with entrepreneurship, the pitch competition um, for TELUS Pitch. Uh, we spoke with T.Y. Daniel and uh, we heard from Bruce Poontip from G Adventures, which is an amazing company, has a great story, um, and he has some amazing thoughts on entrepreneurship. I have one of his books. Now today, um, same day in the evening, um, my company was one of the partners to host an awesome event, uh, Toronto's very first LinkedIn meetup. And uh, LinkedIn is kind of an unofficial partner, um, however we were in contact with them. Um, and one of the members on our team, Manu, um, who was on an earlier episode of the podcast, he is an official LinkedIn campus ambassador um, and was at their headquarters uh, earlier. So I'm just going to share some clips from the LinkedIn panel, uh, which is happening um, with a number of different uh, people on the platform, including Link including uh, Adam Silverman, who is a very young uh, LinkedIn young entrepreneur user. We have Manu, who is also a student um, entrepreneur. And we have Bobby Umar, who is uh, the founder of Discover Your Personal Brand, uh, who I've also had on the podcast. I can show you my phone and hundreds of people that have sent me requests. I don't know where they come from. I don't know if they've read an article of mine, if they know somebody that I know. I have no contacts. The people that I do accept at this point, because they have you at 30,000, are the people that take the time to leave a note. And that, to me, is the same thing as an email. And you're more guaranteed to have somebody's attention by doing that. Many of you guys are probably like, oh crap, i got to delete my request. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right, this uh, question is for the entire panel. Um, I'm going to try to throw a curveball at you. Um, define authenticity. Adam, you got I think one thing with authenticity is, you know, like Bobby said previously, you should be the same across all your mediums. You shouldn't be one person on Instagram, one person on Facebook, one person on LinkedIn. I think that you need to really be authentic at your core and also just believe in your core values. I think a lot of people just get you know caught up in getting the most likes on their LinkedIn posts or you know trying to get the most traction as quickly as possible. 
But the real truth is, if you really want to build a network that's really valuable to you, you got to be authentic with them because people want real, and like real knows real, I think, at a certain point. So if you're able to come off as you know a very real person who has very real ideas, I think that's one of the most impactful things possible. I think just in terms of authenticity too, it's just feeling comfortable, like Kayla said, what you put out, um, and it's a good representative of how you would respond to somebody if you were talking to them in person. Uh, you wouldn't probably be fabricated, you probably wouldn't be that guarded if you truly wanted something from them in the end. Um, in regards to numbers, one thing which is really interesting, a lot of LinkedIn accounts, like we do try to downplay numbers because we generally don't care as much about them, but I'm not going to say that I'm a fool where I'm like, oh, I don't really care about the numbers, right? Because numbers do matter to the reach. Like my best friend Quinn was telling me, apparently when you get more likes, it's like a dopamine release, and I'm like, yeah, feel adored. Like I'm a human being, so it's like there is something like obviously great about having more likes or views or whatever. But generally, like what I do think is important more and more, again going back to the theme, is when you do become yourself, it is intrinsic within that that people gravitate to you. It is just like in a physical world right now, if you were talking to someone, you were guarded, and you were fake, and people could see through that, you probably wouldn't have as many people around you and wanting to talk to you than if you generally were honest about not only your successes, but your vulnerabilities as well. I put authenticity and integrity in the same category. So for me, um, being a creator, I have to create and stand by the things that I post. Um, and People here see some of the stuff that's published. You don't see the stuff that happens behind the scenes. So within a year of me first starting to publish, I wrote an article about how I reported harassment and was uh, let go two weeks later. Um, that was one of the hardest posts that I've ever had to post, but the hard part wasn't after I published it, it was the threats that I got the next day from the employer. And regardless, I stood by what I published. Um, I had to be okay with it, and I have to be okay with everything that I post, everything that I do as a business owner now. Um, and I think that really does shine through, and just having that idea that whatever you post, whether you, you know, reach a million people or you impact 10, and they thank you for helping them see uh, a new direction or change their lives, that has to be equal. And for me, I've gotten a lot of flack about um, helping job seekers in the beginning because I didn't know these people. But I have never, never once spoken to somebody or accepted somebody on LinkedIn based on what they could do for me. Never. And it really bothers me when people ask me why I help strangers um, because to me, humans are humans. Um, and if I can impact you or if I can help you in any way, I'm happy to do so. And I think that is what shines through in photos, videos, all of that stuff. Awesome. Uh, I define authenticity as just a genuine desire to care and be of service. And that also can be, you know, um, standing up for yourself, um, but also, you know, thinking about your audience and, and helping them out in a genuine way. Um, and really understanding that every single person has needs, desires, wants, hopes, fears, dreams, dark days, good days. And if you understand that, it'll affect how you engage people wherever you are. It'll also affect the type of content you create and it also affects the type of tribe you attract. Generally, I feel not creating a community path fast enough and realizing like if you work with other people who have a similar following to you, or even if you don't, if you just work with other people and help them out and feature them and interview them, that's something I did like four months in, and I wish I did it sooner because 
for the longest part, I was only talking about me, 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 but really what people wanted to hear is other people and how your communities come together. So when I really found Michaela online, which I found her from day one, but like it took time for us to like chat. I sent her like multiple messages and finally she got back. Literally, like I know how tedious her life might be with so many messages coming in, but when she did reply, like we were able to get on a call and then finally we were able to help each other out on various things, like the Let's Get Honest campaign. So I would highly encourage all of you out there, if there are people around you, even if you guys don't have a similar following, if you have a similar desire of what you want to do on LinkedIn, consider doing it together, tagging each other, or just trying as much as possible to feature each other's success and victory, etc. Because you're going to cross-pollinate your audience and get people to also know who another person is and who you are more. Alright, well leading into my failure, um, I think some of my failure is something that I'm still dealing with today, is that when I first started on LinkedIn, I spent 12 hours a day on there. I always interact with people, send them messages back and forth, interact with all of their content, and then things got really out of control, and I couldn't do that so much anymore, and now my inbox is an absolute nightmare. And uh, it sounds like a good problem to have until you start seeing the messages that I'm missing. You see the messages from somebody who's seven months pregnant and was just laid off from a job and needs help. Uh, or leads that come in for the business that I'm running. And um, so I see those and I try to go through them as much as I can. But um, And I've done campaigns. I've done, I did a mug museum where I asked people to send in mugs before from around the world and then I would share them with my audience. And that got out of control real quick. I thought I was going to get five. I got like 250 before I had to tell people to stop sending me mugs and still getting mugs. Send your mugs. I don't have any more space. Um, and so I, I end up writing a lot of campaigns like this, and I recently did one where it was a box of books, because for those of you that don't know the story, when I was laid off from my job, I went on LinkedIn the very next morning, and I reached out to somebody that was my idol at the time. I had no idea that they would actually respond to me at all. And uh, I just actually recently published the, the interaction with this person. And not only did this person respond, but he sent me a box of books, uh, some of his books, and content marketing books, and writing books, and I used those books to start writing viral articles. And so um, I really do believe that my, my whole story is a LinkedIn fairy tale. And I, once I had the anniversary of that day, I wanted to do the same thing for somebody else and try and change somebody else's life. The problem with that is that I told people to send in their personal stories about why they thought that they deserved a box of books, and also promised that I would get back to every single person that um, applied. And uh, these are not like leave your email address or guess the number of jellies in the jar. These are people that are pouring out their hearts and souls. Um, it's something that bothers me every single day that I can't, I don't have the time to reach out to people. Um, but it is something that really does come with the territory. I hope that LinkedIn will start to, because um, they're changing, they haven't changed things like the inbox and filtering, and um, it, it's been just an absolute mess. But it's something that I'm, I'm working on every day and understanding that there's only so many people that can help, and events like this are great, because then at least I'm not trying to type individual messages to hundreds of people. My failure was uh, when I started, I was one of the first people to sign on LinkedIn. I came out with one of the first LinkedIn users, whatever, right? And I was like, this is amazing. I built up, and I had all these, I, I heard before LinkedIn, I had this.
Excel sheet with 3,000 contacts I kept in the last 15 years. So I just put them all in there after adding people, which was great. Uh, but then I, I stopped learning, and you know, LinkedIn changed, and everything changed, and I just you know, was sitting there kind of enjoying the fact that I had a good profile, but I wasn't actually learning how to engage better, how to leverage groups better, how to write better content. I was just kind of feeling kind of automated. That. So for me, the failure was not learning to be better at it. And I've only been starting to really spend more time learning the inches that I need to learn to incrementally get better in the last year, really. And it's been actually been fantastic. I've had a fantastic experience doing so. I was already pretty good at it. I mean, I had a lot of contact, but it's really taken off to another level, which has been great. Completedness of your profile? A hundred percent. It needs to be complete. I do recommend because people vastly underestimate how long it actually takes to optimize your profile, set aside a day. From beginning to end, work on your summary, work on optimizing your experience, make sure that your photo looks good, upload a cover photo, treat your profile like it is your personal museum. Upload any media that you can. Whatever you can do to give people a good sense of who you are is the way to go. Um, I never thought that summaries were super important until I started writing, and the amount of people that have recited the uh, LinkedIn or the Tooth Fairy story that I have on my summary is ridiculous. And it just goes to show that people are actually reading that, and it's a really good opportunity for you to introduce yourself without having a conversation and let people get to know you. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> so, um, if anybody here is looking for a job, please don't quit that you're looking for a job in your title. <laughs> looking for a job is not who you are. You are not a job seeker. That your title should be what you do for a living when you are making a living. Um, in terms of um, looking for work, uh, does that work? That's how I find my job at Great A. So yes, it does. I actually posted something, um, and the way I did it is I asked for help. So I waited until I had a pretty good network on LinkedIn, and once I felt like I had given enough to the community, I asked for help. Um, most people don't do this. A lot of us don't have the courage to actually ask for help from people. So I told people, look, I'm looking for my dream job. I'm tired of popping from job to job every two to three years. This is what I'm looking for. If anybody has any sort of leads, if anybody wants to bring me in for an interview, please let me know. Um, somebody likes that, and um, a mutual friend of my now business partner, who was my boss at grade A, um, he saw that, they ended up doing the reference check with my recommendations on my LinkedIn profile, and I got the job within three days. Thank you. I, I've never had, like, gone through that process yet, but I mean, one of the things that I would say, from thinking about it more, what I would probably do is, uh, I do sympathize with many people here who told me before that when they go and put out a post like I'm looking for a job, it, it harms their current workplace. Like if they're transitioning from one job to the other, it alarms their coworkers that they're looking for a job and that can be harmful. Um, if that is the case, uh, one thing I would do is as much as possible, two things. One is making sure that you, you put out a lot of the content that shows your expertise directly. Um, so that means that when you share articles, if it's like a Forbes article about AI, Put your original commentary on it as well because people don't want to just simply see an article, they want to see what you think about the article and why you're sharing it. 
Um, and the second thing beyond that is to participate as much within groups or threads that are trying to get employers to look at me. So one thing that I like to do per month really, and this is something I did for students for internships mainly, was just start a thread that literally was like introduce yourself below and hopefully that post will get more and more comments to the point where employers will go and check it out and might check out some of the comments that come beneath it. I don't know if that will work out all the time, but it's just putting your name in certain places that potentially could get you seen, but not blatantly upfront saying that you're looking for a transition if that's something that could potentially harm your current workplace. Let me just add that it takes courage to ask for help, and vulnerability really connects because we've all been there. So have the courage to post and ask for the help that you want, and that's important. Uh, and everything I say was actually doing really good. I mean, it's to, to engage and to you know, provide value. And if you provide tremendous value too, People start engaging you and see his expertise. I mean, I always talk about branding, and if you know what your brand is, what your expertise and what your passion is, you will talk about it all the time, and people will start to see, wow, the person talks about this stuff all the time. Well, Bitcoin, okay. And now, now they think of them as a Bitcoin expert. So, yeah, continue to create amazing content shows. Check your LinkedIn profile. No, like no offense, not even me. Like no one, right? Like 
the big thing is this platform is growing, it's adopting, but at the same time, if you turn out more quality content in terms of things that you genuinely believe in and things that are reflective of your story and your experiences, and you're not gonna have a groundbreaking experience every single day of your life, hopefully. I mean, actually not hopefully, I, I hope you do, but you know, it's probably not gonna happen. So just make sure you're realistic about that and what you can do. Um, for me, one little hack, hack. <laughs> uh, spend the first 30 minutes of your day um, when you're eating breakfast or when you're, you know, coming back from home on a commute, just spend that time on LinkedIn. So anytime you really can in an Uber or Subway or whatever, check out LinkedIn during those times. I'll just add that uh, I keep track of everything, but I do some stuff on a Word document. With my hack actually is I tweet it. So if I have an idea of something, the content, or a story I want to share, I'll tweet it. And then I'll go through my, my Twitter feed and see, oh, here's the stories that I came up with. And then I'll either put them in my phone here, and I'll have them ready for when I want to post. I would say the first thing is to write about it. Um, you're not the only person that has transitioned from one industry to the next. It's a hard thing for a lot of people, and that's a great way to kick off your personal brand. So that would be the first thing, and understand that what you do is not your identity. People don't follow me because, um, well, maybe some people can follow me because I'm in marketing, but the majority of people do not follow me because they think I'm a great marketer. They think that I'm a great storyteller. Um, and they like my personality. So just understand that if you can draw people in, then you can carry that from industry to industry. Uh, and then one thing I would say is like, I don't know why you have to like switch your content over. Like quite honestly, like, are you still passionate about sports? Yeah. 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 You know, like honestly, just one thing is like, I feel like people go really quick to find a niche, and like they don't really just again they can find their ideas and their mentality to one thing. It's perfectly fine. Like you know, your LinkedIn profile, the things you share. I talk about AI. I don't even know what the hell it actually is sometimes. I'm just sharing things that I'm interested. in. I'm like, what do you guys think? Like, tell me, right? So if you just share things that like boggle your mind a bit, or you think your followers would appreciate, your followers aren't all sports people. They probably do also maybe care about what you transition to. Maybe just post about that, test the waters out, see what's happening, build a new community, have fun. I hear there's a great video campaign talking about challenges. Hashtag, let's get honest, and we still have time. So listen, if you guys have uh, any other questions for us, please bug us throughout the rest of the evening. Uh, I think this is going to be a wrap as well. And on behalf of, uh, uh, on behalf of, uh, I want to thank uh, Manu and George and, and Daniel and Adam for putting this thing together. Hope you guys really had a good time. I want to thank Sandbox at DMZ. They did a really great job. There's some really amazing sponsors and promoters here. That I think they, they're really putting together some great content for you guys. Hope you guys are getting a lot of value out of it. I want to thank the panelists. They did a really great job with sharing insights and being accessible. As someone who's a speaker and I go out conferences, one of the things I love about these guys and the people out there is people who make themselves accessible. I can't stand people come and speak with their big wigs they leave. They stay here and they're talking to you guys, they're accessible. They're and seriously, they're not gods, so go you know, go talk to them. We're normal people. So please go talk to them afterwards. Except for Adam. Well, except for exactly. <laughs> so uh, and on that note, if you did enjoy this event, we're actually gonna be planning another LinkedIn meetup event. Tentative skip tentative date, November 29th. Book your calendar. We're going to try to have it either here or somewhere else, but we will keep you posted and just watch for that as it goes along. And uh, uh, thank you very much, and hope you guys have a great evening. Thank you.